testing, testing, one, two, three. Good. From the diaphragm. Rise and shine, bitches. Welcome back to another episode of Just a Quick Pinch. I'm your host, Connie Wang. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Connie's love of her life, uh, Jimmy. Well, I actually got a non-caffeinated soda. Yeah. You guys, did you just hear that lovely crack? I just opened. Look at the smoke. the frosty one. What is that coming out? Like excess carbonation. I don't know. Do you guys know when you open a soda? So I just opened a fresh Diet Dr. Pepper because that's our go-go juice. If you guys listened last week, you would know what we're talking about. Um, But yeah, what is that like waft of smoke that comes out when you open a fresh soda? Whoa, look at that. Whoa. That's good. So hold on. Let me take a second. Sometimes I wish this was a video podcast. Anyways, welcome back to another episode of Just a Quick Pinch. It's a Monday again that we're recording. See, it's less embarrassing if I out myself instead of Jimmy outing me. Ha! I beat you to it. I already outed her to all of Instagram earlier. Yeah, no, you just like love finding ways. Um, yeah. Also follow along on Instagram if you listeners haven't yet. We do have an Instagram page. Um, I just need to update it a little more, but it's at just a quick pinch. Wait, editing Connie here, I also want you guys to be proud of me because I shared how like tiktok scared me but i know i need to do it for like the success of my of this podcast and for like the success of like social media um but yeah i want you guys to be proud of me because i started my own tiktok this past week go follow along it's just dr connie wang on tiktok we already have some fun there we have some self-help content we have some funny content we have it all so go check me out on tiktok at dr connie wang anyways jimmy let's just jump into it I think uh, I, I think we, we'll have a good uh, show what are today. We jumping into? Let's jump into Hot Girl Huddle. Hit it, editing Connie. Alrighty, you guys. First things first, we have our healthcare horoscopes. Let me pull out the cards. Got a little card ASMR. It's my turn, right? Um, I don't think. I think it's my turn. Okay, you fine. It's your turn. Time. Okay, okay, it's your turn. Fair is fair, right, guys? Fair is fair. Let me shuffle these cards. Fair is fair, unless you pull another reverse card, in which case your rights are revoked. Just kidding. (laughs) Alrighty, you guys, the tarot card for the week of July 18th. Here you go, Jimmy, you can pick. I'm going to use the heart of the cards. I don't know if everyone has heard, but the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh! passed away recently. I know. Kind of sad. Pretty sad. Although, I did hear that the manga is a lot darker and, like, really? involves a lot more, like, human sacrifice. <laughs> wait, I kind of, like, love... the anime and, like, card game Wait, does. wait, before you read that card, I just have to say, I kind of love that you call it manga instead of, like, manga. <laughs> like, <it's> a, <laughs> well, I don't know, I just think that just, like, shows how into it you are. That just shows a white dude that's into Asian girls. Just kidding. Wait, wait, how do you know if it was reversed or not? You, because of the way that you held it. Oh, I was holding it like this. Okay, so, so it's upright? upright yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, you guys were good. Upright, upright three. three. I think There's it's like the three. three. Yeah, I think. Uh, good job. I think have it's we had this before? No, we've had other cups of some sorts. So okay, let's cups. Are we talking like martini cups? Is this cappuccino uh, cups? Upright. They look like cups of adult beverages. Okay. Upright. That, that's promising. Probably like ale at the time. Okay. Ale. <laughs> Ooh! This is so exciting, you guys. Okay, good job, Jimmy. It's like he knew that his um, card picking rights depended on it. Okay, so this week's card is the Upright Three of Cups, which, okay, here are some summary words. Celebration, friendship, creativity, and collaborations. Doesn't that sound fun? The Three of Cups is a card of celebration, friendship, sisterhood, and creative collaborations. Your friends and family are here to support you and lift you up to even higher levels of success. Higher levels of success, you guys! Celebrate with them and enjoy their camaraderie. Oh my god, Ellie's getting, like, worked up. I think she can tell that, like, something good is happening. But she doesn't know what. Um... Oh, I like this. You guys, listen to this. This card reminds me of the wonderful connection shared by the four female characters in Sex and the City. Carrie, Charlotte, Samantha, and Miranda. I haven't watched Sex and the City. Have you? I don't know why no, I asked I you. know about Mr. Big. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, they stand by each other through thick and thin, and they are always there for one another as they make their way through relationships, careers, and different life journeys. You get the feeling that these girls will be friends forever and know they can count on each other, yada, yada, yada. So, okay, when the Three of Cups appears in a tarot reading, you are encouraged to gather with your closest friends and have a good time together, talking, laughing, sharing, and creating. Together, you give and receive the love, support, and compassion each of you guys needs. Uh, the Three of Cups often indicates a very sociable period. I feel like I felt that already. Perhaps a birthday, wedding, holiday season, vacation with friends. See it as your opportunity for quality time with friends, family, and enjoy yourself. This card also invites you to collaborate with others on a creative project and inspire one another to reach new heights. 
blah 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 it's a very creative card oh i'm so happy this is such a good card should we collaborate and get engaged <laughs> i think that's like the ultimate collab <laughs> between us two wait did, did we already tell them how like nowadays every little thing that you do i'm like why so you can propose yeah, <laughs> like jimmy connie just like <laughs> poor jimmy is I, just so trying I, I like i gave connie like a heads up that she should just have her nails done that's it because i'm a nice guy no but then i told him i don't think i have to have my nails done because the thing is like well too late i feel like having my nails done is um like i would rather have like like, I don't really care that much about the ring picture, which is interesting, coming from, like, an Instagram person. But, yeah, no, I really, like, don't care about the announcement ring photo. Oh, yeah, anyways, it's just funny, because nowadays, anytime Jimmy's, like, Jim, Jimmy's just a poor guy trying to know his girlfriend's schedule, he'll be like, oh, what time do you come home? I'm like, why? So that you can propose. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, I think this is very promising for this week. I feel like it's really fitting for this week, um, which actually leads me, let's go straight into spit talk. Alrighty, anyway, so where were we? So I feel like this tarot card that we pulled, the Three of Cups for this week, is actually very fitting because this week on Wednesday, I am going to drum roll, please. Oh my god, that was a really good drum roll. Um, this, <laughs> this week, I am going to the sunny skies of Orlando, Florida, because I have a dental conference that I'm helping Coco Floss with for a show. I love dental conferences. I feel like I was, like, made for dental conferences. It's kind of like, I always say, like, one of my pipe dreams, like, if I didn't become a dentist. Uh, no, I think becoming a dentist is better. But if I couldn't, I would want to be someone that sells things on QVC, because I love, like, the hustle and the time and the, like, watching things count down. And I don't know. I feel like dental conference shows kind of feel like that. Not in the sense that I'm really, like, hustling for a sale, because it's not really just about the sale. But it's just nice being able to talk to people about products that I love. So, anywho. And you love the sale. Yeah. Um, Deep down. I think no I do love the sale I really do love the sale um so anyways I feel like this was a good card for this week because like me going to the conference I'm gonna get some collaboration done with all these like dental people I'm gonna um what was the other meaning of the card I just I, heard social I don't know. like um editing Connie here I don't know how I completely forgot to add this detail but mostly I'm excited for this Cocoa Floss trip because the hotel like the resort that we're at has the coolest I want to show you guys has the coolest water slide ever it's not just like any normal water slide like up and down it's like it zigzags it goes around in circles 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 like it goes so many times like it looks epic and it looks so high um and I'm just like so excited to go on this water slide even though I'll I'll be alone yeah. Now all I think of is like Sex in the City. <laughs> we should watch that. I don't. You could be the you could be the Carrie to my. Just kidding. You would be the Mr. Big. For, wait, I don't want you to be the Mr. Big. He dies of like a cardiovascular related accident. Oh, is it because blood flow was an issue? Oh my god, you guys, editing Connie is like so chatty today. But Jimmy and I are just having this conversation right now. Um, I'm like playing this back, and I like kind of understand his joke, but I don't agree. Okay, he's saying. Mr. Big was called Mr. Big because of his penis size, but I don't think that's why he was called Mr. Big. I just think it's a it's a dick joke. I don't think it is. It's totally a dick joke. Can someone clarify for us? Because Jimmy, I swear I saw. I really. I swear I saw one episode where the horse-faced looking girl was like, "Yeah, he's oh got God. a big one." <laughs> the horse-faced looking girl. You know which one, Sarah <laughs> Jessica <terrible>. Parker. <laughs> The horse-faced one. Okay, wait, I need to stop. Okay, bye. I think so. I always tell Jimmy, like, I'm on this quest to help Jimmy live as long as he can, um, obviously because I'm, I love him, but also a little selfishly because I don't want to grow old alone. Uh, so I, like, do things like I sneak veggies into his food and I, like, try to help him, like, eat a little healthier and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I, in that sense, I don't want you to be my Mr. Big because then maybe you'll live longer. This is so morbid. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Anywho. Uh, also, we don't know anything about the show. Yeah, no, I know, like, nothing uh, about the show. Like, that dude's dead. I just know that it happens in the city. I just know that it's the same guy. He was, like, on Law & Order. Um, wait, Jimmy, uh, do you have anything exciting to share with Spit Talk? Yeah, Spit Talk. So, like, let's talk, uh, oh, we had a fun, um, we had a really fun time doing a pizza tasting, uh, like, blind, Connie set, set oh. up a blind pizza taste. <laughs> This is so Just funny. For me, um, so, I, I was in a meeting and then uh, she was getting the pizza together and she put uh, 
pizza A and pizza B. Wait, set the whole scene. So basically we went to the grocery store and we were like, you guys, you should be proud of us. We went grocery shopping on like a Tuesday night. Not even like a Wednesday, not even like a Thursday, like where you can kind of get your stuff together. It was a Tuesday. We were haggard and we were tired. Hence why we were walking through like the frozen pizza aisle and we were like, okay, let's just make that for dinner. And then we couldn't decide between two pizzas, two types of pepperoni pizzas. So we were like, oh, okay, let's get like this DiGiorno one and then let's get this like Tony's pizza one. And then so then we come home and then Jimmy pops into his meeting. I'm like giddy with excitement because I'm like, oh, I'm going to make this fun for him and I'm going to make this a taste test. So like I cooked both pizzas and then I put one on plate one. I literally like marked with Sharpies two different paper plates and was like pizza one and pizza two. And then I like slid them into Jimmy's meeting and I was so excited for him to let me know which one it was. The whole time I was waiting for him to finish his meeting, I was, you know, giving my own critiques on Pisha. Pisha. <laughs> and I was like, like, I was like, oh my God, this DiGiorno. They're not kidding when they say like, it's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. I was like, this is incredible. The DiGiorno's are so much better than Tony's, was it the other one? Tony's, yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, why do I even bother getting anything else besides DiGiorno? And and then, and then Jimmy like, comes yeah, out. Right she's no. still like repeating, like it's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. Yeah. And, I was, and I was like, "Why are you repeating that? We didn't get DiGiorno." <laughs> Jimmy comes out, and I'm like, "Don't you love the DiGiorno?" And he was like, "That wasn't one of the pizzas." <laughs> and then I was just like so crushed. I was like, "What?" What? I was, like, incredulous. Jimmy had to fish out the boxes. It's Red Baron. Yeah, apparently she Red Barons is Red really good. <laughs> but I made him, like, fish them out from the trash because I was adamant. I was like, no, this is DiGiorno. It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. I understand why you'd be confused because it's so good, but it's not delivery. <laughs> oh, was like, not <laughs> yeah. Okay, now you're just, like, losing it. I think we need to stop. Uh, it's uh, been a long day. Uh, you know, I don't have any exciting uh, news to share uh, just yet. Why? Because you're going to propose to <laughs> me? Yeah! <laughs> um, Not live on the air, but... Oh my god, imagine. But one of these spit talks, I'm going to be like, so I proposed to this girl. Yeah. She's kind of cute. Her fingers are kind of ugly because she refuses to get her nails done. <laughs> I'm just worried. Okay, so oh my, my God, licensure. I don't have any pictures. She's not in the picture. Okay, this is this is another good uh, spit talk update. So my licensure exams to become a dentist are um, August thirteenth or fourteenth. It's one of those two days. So basically, for you guys that don't know, um, I have to do these like. I have to do, like, a number of, like, crowns and, like, root canals, kind of, basically, on these fake teeth in order to become, like, licensed, so I've been practicing for that, um, and until I do that, I feel like I don't want to get my nails done, because I don't want to be thrown off by practicing with fake nails, you know, like, I, I just want to keep it, uh, congruent, if that's correct, so, nail congruent, yeah, nail congruency, Anyways, that is all I have this week for Spit Talk. Next, Jimmy, we are not done. You are not done yet. You cannot shower yet because <laughs> because we have one more segment. It's the um, I asked you questions on my Instagram and then you answered and now we have to discuss. But we don't call it I asked you answered. We call it something else. Yeah. We could have a Hanshaw's Hobbies little section of the show. Hanshaw's Hobbies? I kind of like that. I kind of want to open a hobby chef someday. It's called that. I'll work hard so that way you can do that. Um, anyway, so this week I asked you guys. Recently I've been asking you guys kind of like the same realm of questions. So this week I wanted to switch things up. And this week, what did I ask you guys? Hold on, let me pull up the questions. Oh my god, cute. Three years ago today I think I moved into dental school. Um, I asked you guys, what is something good that's happening this week? Jimmy, what's something good that's happening this week besides me leaving you alone to your bachelor pad? Oh, I'm pretty excited for that. Um, <laughs> see, I have a routine when Connie goes on these trips. He, he actually has a plan. Uh, I'm going to order enough pizza to last until she gets back. I'm just going to live off of pizza. I'm going to find him, like, crying into a pile of crust. And you know what? It's probably going to be stuffed crust. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so this week, what did you guys have? Oh my gosh, this week, I am so excited. Um, I don't know if I should, like, say the names or not, because this is something that I usually keep anonymous. Yeah, let's just keep it uh, Let me just keep this anonymous. Okay, one of my good Instagram friends is going to Hawaii. I'm so excited. Um, I wonder if she's going to Oahu. 
Um, let's see. For those of you guys that don't know, Hawaii is my favorite place ever. I feel like no one really doesn't know that about me anymore. Um, I'm the kind of person that would take my sister moving to Hawaii and turn it into a one of my like personal traits. Um, I don't. I'm, I'm not from Hawaii, you guys. I just really like Hawaii because I visit there. Let's see who else. Ooh, someone is doing their first crown as a new grad dentist. I'm so excited for you. Good Let's for you, see. new grad dentist. Someone else's nose contour was on fleek. <gasps> oh my god, Jimmy, can I do your nose contour? I don't know. You already have a pretty good nose, actually. I do. Okay, can I do your... Oh my god, he looks so good with lashes on. <laughs> Not that I know from experience or anything. No? Can I do, like, one lash? Or can I do... Can I do something? Yeah, sure. To your face, okay. Um, ooh, someone is moving into their apartment for dental school. That's so cute. I literally just said, like, three years ago. I moved in. Oh, I'm so happy for you. I wonder, I wish I could like ask you, are you living with like other dental students? Either way, I just remember that being one of like the most exciting times. Like I was like, this is the rest of my life when I moved into dental school. Um, it's white coat season. That it is. Ooh, multiple people are finishing D2 year. Congratulations. You guys made it through probably like one of the hardest years for sure. Um, and now you guys get to finally enjoy what is clinic i don't want to say it's the promised land because that's what i said and i was wrong but you know what it is better in a lot of ways and it used to piss me off when i was a d2 and older upperclassmen would be like just wait it gets worse um like they were kind of right but like still it would piss me off because i'd be like can you just like let me enjoy this one thing because like you guys deserve it okay d2 year is so humbling and so hard there's so many tests jimmy don't you remember i think i cried a lot more d2 year i don't know like <laughs> The tears are just not. Tears just never. Yeah, but like, okay, you know what? You're right. That's not a good judge you because, be, like, you could be a comm major and you'd still cry. Yeah, no, Jimmy's known me. Nothing against comm majors, too. Um, just the stress level. Jimmy, know. yeah, Jimmy has known me for like eight years, and all those eight years I've cried all the time. Um, but you know what? Any second years out there, don't listen to any of us grumbly upperclassmen. You guys deserve to enjoy it. Celebrate it. You guys did a huge thing. You guys are more than halfway done now. Congratulations. Um, birthdays coming up for people. Ortho residency, that's so exciting. Let's see. You go. If you did ortho, you are super smart. Um, oh my gosh, someone won the Hamilton lottery for a show on their 25th birthday. Front row, that's so exciting. Um, oh my god, someone and their husband are celebrating their four-year wedding anniversary today. That's cute. I hope you celebrated your love and... All that fun stuff. Someone's going to Miami to celebrate their sister's 40th birthday with her. That's really nice. Oh, other people are going to the beach with their sisters. Oh, my <clears throat> People are going to the West Coast for the first time ever. That's exciting. Let's see. Someone's going to see Hadestown on Saturday. What's Hadestown? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. Let me what Google what is Hadestown. Googling is just like a regular part of um, our podcast now. Hadestown. Oh, it's a musical. Oh, it's a musical with Orpheus. <laughs> Jimmy, you know what the word Orpheus reminds me of? What? Jimmy wants to do this thing where you guys remember from the previous episodes. Remember the tragedy that struck with my Othello cake? Jimmy loves to like now after that, he loves to replace the word Othello with other like not even remotely similar words like instead of othello cake it started out simple it started out being like romeo and juliet cake yeah, it was and then it was like books. orpheus cake and i now, ran out of shakespeare <laughs> books pretty damn quick and now he's like um he's like how's your great expectations cake <laughs> <laughs> i was like how's your wuthering heights <laughs> uh, uh, let's see what else how's your great gatsby cake <laughs> Um, oh, someone else's hospital rotation's going what well. About your catcher in the rye cake? People are starting a research project this week. Oh, nice. And we should give her a shout out. Sarah Skills is off on Tuesday. Oh, what about pretty I'm women? I'm so happy for you, Sarah um, The Chronic What Calls of Narnia. Oh my gosh, someone else is hosting a meeting for 17 employees. Imagine having 17 employees. Anywho, that is all that we have this week. <laughs> For the hot girl huddle, that's all we have this week. For the I ask you questions on my Instagram and then you answer so that we can discuss them at a later date. Now, on to the main episode this week. I am so excited. I have my good friend Polly, Perio Polly from Instagram on, and we discuss all the fun things in there. Stay tuned. I will see you guys later. The next time you guys hear from me, I will be recording in sunny Orlando. I'm so excited. Oh my god, wait, Jimmy, that means you're not going to be there. Unless, actually, in true 
fashion, we record we're re- again next we're Monday. We're recording on Monday. Okay, so uh, yeah, you know what? I'll just if plan get, to procrastinate. Wait, if you get back on Sunday, then we'll uh, yeah, we'll just record Monday. That night. Anyways, disregard all of that. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Well, now time for the main episode. Bye. 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 Alrighty, guys, welcome back. So today I am super excited. I have my friend Polly here, Perio Polly on Instagram. She, okay, Polly has been one of my good friends on Instagram forever. We've actually like FaceTime before, like we're like in real life friends. Also, she's like my cancer big sister because we're both cancer. When is your birthday again? July 9th. Oh my gosh. Oh, yes, we've discussed this as well. That That's my mom's birthday also. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyways, needless to say, we are Cancer Sisters. So first things first, Polly, I ask everyone here this question. Tell me a bit about what young Polly was like. I'm just like curious, like what were your interests, <laughs> your hobbies, all of that good stuff. So young Polly as in like elementary school Polly or like yes. high school give me Polly. Give me all the deets, like six-year-old Polly, 14-year-old okay. Polly. So, like, preschool Polly was, like, going down a bad streak. I have really <gasps> bad handwriting and all that fun stuff. But that was quickly corrected when my mom saw my handwriting and decided to just rip it up. So I had to redo it. Ever <gasps> since then, I got perfect handwriting. Oh, my God, no <laughs> and way. So, so that was um, preschool Polly trying to go down a bad streak, but then got pulled back by mom, which I'm glad I'm glad because now everybody says my handwriting is so good. Um, And then elementary school, Polly was very competitive. I don't know why, but I was like, I think it's because I got like a really good score on my first test. And then like everybody was like, wow. And I was like, oh, this this is good. So let me try to keep this up. So like nobody was giving me pressure is just myself giving me pressure because I was doing first and math first and art first and everything so I started to give myself a lot of pressure for no no reason because my parents are actually not like you have to do well in school not like that they just want me to be a good kid Um, but they don't care that much about grades not like a lot of Asian parents but I gave myself a lot of pressure so I would I remember one time I would argue with my teacher because like in English, it was an essay and I didn't get a perfect score. And so I stay after school and like argue with the teacher. And that was so weird. Like thinking back, like I was so, like not a chill elementary. You were one of those kids. <laughs> I was one of those kids. Every class like, has one. Don't worry. <laughs> I was like class president. I was like, I don't know. I don't know why I was such a gunner. And because then that quickly changed when I immigrated really? to. Yeah. So I was such an uptight kid, like doing my homework, wanting to get A's and everything. And then we went to Canada and that soon changed. I became like a Canadian, happy-go-lucky Asian kid that found like freedom and like everything. Because like I went to school and I still remember that math class. Like my teacher asked my classmate what is like four times two. And he said like 24 and I was like, oh my God. And then, but the teacher was like, Johnny, that was so good. Like that's, you're very close. And I was like, oh, wow. So this is Canada. I'm like, this is really good. (laughs) Speaking of school also. So I'm curious because you have had a, a pretty like decently long path to periodontics tell us a bit because I know that you worked actually as a dental hygienist for six years six years yeah. before right six before starting dental school mm-hmm. yeah and then you decided to go to dental school and then after even the four years of dental school then you decide to do another specialty on top of that so just tell me about like why you made the decision to go you know from hygiene to dentistry and then moving yeah. on to perio so that was actually never my intention I just I was one of those kids who um, did really well in high school, got the grades, and I was lucky enough to apply for anything that I wanted, but I didn't know what. I didn't have like a specific direction. So I actually applied to like McGill, like engineering or Waterloo, like, you know, finances or something. I applied, kind of put my like, eggs in like all different kinds of baskets because I couldn't narrow it down I didn't know if I want to be in arts or science like I couldn't even narrow that down Mm -hmm. um in the end I was 
picking location. So just so happens I lived in Vancouver and I wanted to stay, you know, with, um, you know, my family in Vancouver and not move because I was such a spoiled kid by my, by my mom. <laughs> she did like everything for me. And at that time, I didn't want to lose that. Um, so I ended up like, okay, I want to go to University of British Columbia. It just so happens that I applied to something called um, Bachelor of Dental Science, which is the dental hygiene program. So what's special about that program is that most hygiene programs are like a certificate, but that program, you actually get a bachelor's in dental science. So I thought that was cool. Um, once I did that, though, I was like, I realized I really do like teeth. I like oral care. I like oral health. Then a lot of people at the time, like, asked me, like, oh, you should just, like, you know, apply and become a dentist after hygiene. But I was like, no, I don't want that responsibility. I don't want to open up my own practice. I like not having to worry about patients and just do my eight to five stable, um, just come home with a lot less stress. So I was like, no, hygiene is actually exactly where I want it to be. And then I did that for six years. Um, the reason why I changed is because I realized that I had really, really good um, general dentists that I work for. And they're all like really good inspiration for me. I realized that they're always buying like new toys, like new microscope, like new, they're learning about like new materials and then all that. And I'm like curious, like, what's that? What's that? And then I realized that Hmm, I think I kind of want to do more than what I'm allowed to do with my scope of practice. Um, and then I think what really hit me was when my boss told me that at that time I was earning about, I want to say like $45 an hour. And that was over 10 years ago or like long, definitely over 10 years ago. And so at that time, like it was really high. And he told me like, this is as high as you can go in the practice um, because I can't afford to pay you higher. And I was only in my 20s and I was like, I don't want to like be capped out at this time, you know, and like mainly I want to do more than what I can for my patients. Like if I see a cavity, I can't fix it, you know, mm -hmm. with as a hygienist. So I just decided one day I was like, that's it. I'm going to apply dentistry and that thought like once I have like a mission <laughs> in my head I just go directly towards it and I don't think too much which is good and bad because mm -hmm. I think with my personality if I think too much I may you know detour from that but if I just go straight towards that goal and not think too much then I get there it's honestly actually better, I feel like, too, to not have, like, all the answers, because now that I, like, know more about dentistry, I mean, obviously, I haven't graduated yet, so I don't know the full scope, but now that I'm even, like, practicing and, like, seeing my patients on my own, I look back at my pre-dental self, and I'm like, holy shit, I really didn't know what I was getting myself into. <laughs> like, there's exactly. only so much you can know. <laughs> like, I, I, like, I didn't even know that we had to do needles on each other. I think if oh, really? I was so afraid of pain that I'm, like, back then not not now but back then I was such a wimp it's like if I know that that might be enough to be like oh I don't know man <laughs> so, so no, I know. That, like in the the amount of studying that I do and then like I don't regret it but I'm glad that I just like have a goal don't think too much now that I'm thinking about like situations where we've kind of like just jumped into it that leads me to ask you like how are you with like gut intuition and like gut feelings are you the type of person that like totally trusts your gut instinct or um like did it take you more time to like develop like a sense of instinct I love this question it's such like a cancer question to ask um so I 100% trust my gut instinct not to say that I I can say that they're always right or whatever but more so I feel like once I choose something I hypnotize myself that it is the right and only decision and because that's how I move forward so once I decide on something like even though if you dive in and if you actually do a chart or something and think of pros and cons, like I, that might not be the best decision, but I always will just convince myself that, nope, that's 
the best decision, at least during that time. Especially right? when you say hypnotize, like I feel like yeah. one of my greatest <laughs> mottos in life is like the only way that I'm getting to where I'm going is because I'm delusional yeah. <laughs> and because I can convince myself like yeah. it's going to be fine. And then that's I look back and I'm like, oh my God, where what did you get you the idea? Thinking? Yeah, that's a hundred percent me. I'm like, when I woke up, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be a dentist. I told my mom, she's like, what? <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah. And then that was it. It's like, I hypnotized myself and now I'm just going to do it. My question to you is, do you have any like self-confidence tips that you could have used when you were at like my stage, like fourth year of dental school? Like what self-confidence tips do you have for anyone listening out there that's like kind of in my phase of their career where they're about to be a new grad? I think honestly, if you can make it into dental school, you guys have some sort of confidence inside. I know that because I just, at least when I went into pit, and then I remember um, the faculty telling us on the first day when we were there that if you're selected, there's a reason why you got selected. Like the selection is not random, okay? Yes, we were chosen for it, but then dental school proceeded to crush any <laughs> sense of self-confidence I had left. <laughs> but that is part of the challenge though like you because I feel like if you made it this far you guys all know you can do it like it's human to have those days where you're like I'm just not good enough but like deep down you know you are but we just like to say that for some reason like to like self sympathize but then you get back like I only have those moments sometimes uh, in dental school for like five minutes because that's all I can allow to have mm -hmm. besides studying to try to pass my next exam. I feel like it's always like that. Dental school feels like the blind leading the blind because I feel like one week, <laughs> one friend will be complaining to me. I'll be like, no, 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 it's okay. Don't worry. And then the next week I'll be complaining to them. They're like, no, 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 don't worry. And we just have to keep doing this relay race of like yeah. helping each other until we get to the end. And then we start all over <laughs> by being new grads. I feel like the thing that's really helping me, like for anyone that's listening out there right now, something that I even learn like I continue to learn every time is that like it's totally normal to have like negative days negative thoughts things like that but then with time you just develop this resilience to it where it just doesn't hit you as hard anymore no, like I feel like I used to I remember when I first started clinic I used to be like so sad if like my final impression didn't turn out right the first time whatever and then you just do it enough times and then you eventually realize like oh this is just like, this is just how it is like no one is spared from the horrors of yeah. dental school pharmacy school med school what have you and like the sooner that you kind of realize that and like just like, don't take it personally, I guess. Like, the sooner that you realize right. that everyone is in the same boat, almost it like, just rolls off easier. Yeah, like, it's almost like an RPG game for any gamers out there. <laughs> like, you're just going through challenges, you're talking to people, you're collecting your experience, and then one day you're going to beat whatever the mission is. Oh my but god, it, wait, that's so true. And then you would fail, and then you would just restart, because your character would come back to life. You never really die, but it's just like, and everybody's path is a little different, but you get there. So speaking of like, you know, dental school classmates, things like that. I also had a quick question about, I know that you started dating your now husband, Jason, Yeah. Uh, while you were in dental school. He's currently an oral surgeon. And so you guys met while he was in residency and you were like finishing up dental school, right? Yeah. So um, it's actually a funny story like my first rotation so I don't know how rotation at your school works but in Pittsburgh back then it's been a while but back then they used to have us in pods like four people group and then you get mm -hmm. um, put into different rotations for so for um, oral surgery you're actually there for the whole week so um, how I met my husband was um um, I had a patient that came in and it was my first ever extraction. They don't give us many directions. So I just watched like, you know, some videos and read some books, but it's different when you're actually in there. So my first patient had a lot of medical complications. He just got out of jail. He had needle tracks everywhere. He told me that there's no like more like veins on his like body for like any kind of injections or anything like that because he injected all of them himself when he was a drug user and so I was like oh my gosh like I tell myself don't stab yourself you know whatever you do don't don't needle poke yourself 
so then okay I, I'm doing the anesthesia I've been super careful chasing the needle cap you know how that works and then you're supposed to like bump it so I chase the needle cap and then oh no I know I where do, this is going I know right <laughs> I use my hand after the cap is there put it together somehow the needle cap there was a defect it pokes through it happened to another friend of mine that sometimes the needle cap pokes through so don't do that I never do that anymore I just bump it on the on the table or against like the wall with the cap but like you I use my other hand at the time when it's already there thinking it's safe it poked through poked me blood started coming out I was like mm. so I squeeze it out wash my hand put some like you know Purell on there finished my extraction extraction went perfect beautiful went to my best friend and was like um I had a needle incident should I not tell anyone because you know that that pro protocol book is so thick and oh you have to put, like it's literally incident, the worst protocol <laughs> I know the incident report and then like you have to go down and then get your blood drawn and then the patient has to get their blood drawn and then it's just like a mess and of course my best friend bring the sensible one was like Polly you got to do the incident report so yeah I did the incident report so I went down and then got my blood drawn by the nurse the nurse missed my um being like six times and then eventually I like fainted for the first time in my life I was like dehydrated oh my it god wait all the same like, day yeah all the same day and it was snowing that day I remember and I had to walk downhill for the nurse to draw my blood she missed so many times and every time she missed she goes oops there goes that vein oops and there goes that one too oh I bursted that one it's like her words and me being dehydrated and just thinking I'm like so unlucky that like I just like blacked out I guess and then so when I got up she was like holding my feet in the air you know in supine <gasps> position no way that's so and funny so that thing really works that supine position thing anyway so my blood flow got back and then um I was like, this this day just can't get any worse because now I have to go back to oral surgery and write that like long report of what happened. Um, but then I also have to pick up anti-HIV drugs because they're worried that because my patient was such a high drug user that there may be something and then, you know, you can prevent it by taking those medications. So to make things and that's worse, like not good on your stomach, huh? <laughs> I'm not good. Well, you know it because you're like a pharmacist. So yeah, that's I, like not a GI friendly drug. No, and like I'm tiny, and then they told me that I can't take any dose less than like the recommended dose because there's no research that shows that any dose besides that dose is actually effective. So there I am, like at the pharmacy picking up that prescription. Then they told me that. I didn't have insurance. I was like, no way. I'm a dental student and I have to have insurance. And they're like, oh no, it's because the card that you use, there was a big target fraud. And I guess I went to target that month. So then the card didn't go through. Are you kidding me? Fraud. This <laughs> so story I like has no like, oh my God. No, and you can't make this up. No, I'm not. Yeah, it's so sad. I remember it so vividly because it was just like, I don't know. And I was such a drama queen, like, because everything, like, I feel like dental school in a way, if you have bad days, it's almost like high school bad days, you know, like you think the world is ending when you know it's not. Anyway, oh my God, so, times 10. You're like, oh my God, my crush like hates me. It's just like, yeah. it's like dental school drama. I mean, it's high school yeah. drama, but then yeah. times 10. <laughs> yeah, for some really weird reason. So I had to pay over a thousand dollars for those medications out of pocket because I, you know, it's either that or like, I don't take it. So, okay. I went back and then into oral surgery, I'm signing in. I have to go, you know, back to the faculty and report back to them about, you know, my blood draw and all that stuff. And then I hear it like the receptionist at um, the oral uh, surgery clinic. They're like, Jason, Jason, um, there's this cute dental school girl. I think she's your type. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, I am pretty much dying. I probably have HIV. <laughs> like, I really don't need a relationship right now. You're like, that's the last like, thing I needed today on this Tuesday. Yeah. Besides HIV and yeah. then, like, a like $1,000 bill. C. Yeah. yeah. And then so, which has a higher infectious rate than, like, HIV. Anyways, I was just like, <sighs> So he came out, right? I'm talking to the faculty and he came out and he was like, oh, hey, I'm Jason. And I just like did not acknowledge because I don't want 
to have a conversation when I thought my life was ending. <laughs> so dramatic. <laughs> it's like so funny though to me because since I'm in dental school, I can totally imagine I'm imagining my worst day and then having a needle stick on top of that and then being charged a thousand dollars for the medications. Like I would think my life was ending well. <laughs> At that time a thousand dollars is like more than my rent. Okay. So right. I was like what am I gonna live on like cup noodles all oh it's like it's just a bad day and then this guy's trying to like get to know me or whatever I'm like uh no that's so funny wait so then so then he's like hey how's it going he's making small talk so then you look up are you like oh who is this or are you still like please go away (laughs) please go away because I heard (laughs) and he knows right like he still tell me that like Oh my gosh, I still remember that day. She wasn't having any of it, was what she, <laughs> what he told like his friends. Um, anyway, so that was how we met. No contact afterwards, but because of that, because of my needle stick, I have to report to oral surgery like every now and then. And then they give me the pep talk of, I love the faculty there. They give me the pep talk of, you know, I had to get blood tested like every month, you know, to oh check. Oh my God. I'm also curious. So that first conversation with Jason, what was it about? Was he just like, hey, or like? He was like, hey, I'm the resident. I'm Jason. And I just literally like looked at them and like nodded and just like in the faculty, I have a faculty there and he just completely ignored him. So then Jason got like, you know, the hint that maybe this is not a good time. He's smart. And then so he just quietly make his exit. And, and um, I know, right? But he, like, I looked miserable that day. I had bruises <laughs> everywhere. I would just stab, like, you know, a million times. I just paid a thousand dollars for like anti-HIV drugs. Like, I think I have everything infectious yeah. in the world. So you were telling me, I read somewhere. I forget if it's an Instagram post, but you said that three out of four of your previous relationships were actually long distance. And I have like a decent amount of friends that are currently in long distance relationships. I just wanted to know if you have any tips for long distance relationships, um, keeping the relationship healthy or like helping with especially like the sadness that comes after, you know, you spend some time together and then you have to be apart again. Cause like yeah. Jimmy and I, we had one year where we were like long distance. I could still drive yeah. to see him. It was like a four-hour drive away. It wasn't a different time zone. Um, but even then, I just remember, like, I would be so sad. Like, nothing could compare to the sadness I would feel after, like, I would see him, and then we'd have to be apart again. Oh, So, like, I think, I don't want to boast, but I think I'm a long-distance, like, queen. Expert. Yeah, no, you you're, you're the expert. I know. So, I've always been really independent in relationships, meaning that I don't need to stick with that person like all the time. So I think that helps. Another thing that helped was that um, we all have things that, you know, goals that we know are very important. Not to say our relationship isn't. You have to, like we talk and then you have to take time out to plan trips in advance, like weekend trips where you one have to visit the other and then you both have to make the effort so it's not just him visiting me um, or me visiting him like both have to put in some effort and sometimes we try to squeeze in like once a month but then if we can't because of our you know residency duties and whatever you both have to understand that hey if an emergency come up he might just have to cancel his flight and you can't be upset and then you just have to know that when like when he's here, I try to at least finish all my like residency, like homework or assignments um, before that so that I can spend some time with him. Um, and I do a lot of studying on my on the airplane. But then oh, the main thing, yeah, the main thing is um, we actually don't FaceTime as much because we're both busy because we used to do that when we found that it didn't work because when you see each other on the screen, you don't want to go. And then you can't really like do other things while you're like watching each other's faces. And then then after a while, we're like, this is very time consuming. But if we actually do phone calls, we could like hang up so much easier when we like, okay, we kind of caught up. Okay, let's get back to work kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. I think that was that was actually better for our relationship um, to not be tied down because 
you need your computer for everything but when you're facetiming it's like you know you want to concentrate on the person and that's very time consuming so I think because we're both busy it worked out that's so interesting because my next question was gonna be like any virtual date ideas or virtual type of like ideas but from what it sounds like it almost sounds like it's better to instead place so much emphasis on the virtual things like yes that is one component of your relationship but it also seems like it's more about making the most of where you are in that moment if you're not together focus on that so that way when you are together then you can focus on that that's what I think like that's my summary that worked for me I mean not every couple is the same but I think that worked out well for me that when he's there and when I'm there like we both are like okay we gotta treasure every every minute of this and then so when he leaves that's when I'm like okay now I'm gonna cram on that I try not to do work while he's here and stuff like that and then with phone calls you know you run out of things to talk about if you talk every single day like we'll be like I'll text him like good morning or whatever but I don't expect him to like keep texting back like we're not in high school like we all have things to do and you have to know that that's like okay and I think as you get older like long distance becomes easier then the tricky thing is when you're not doing long distance and you're with them every day then that's (laughs) an adjustment in itself because you're like you're like I'm seeing his stupid face every day (laughs) you're like who is this person oh because then when you're doing long distance if you actually think about it it's actually kind of romantic because every time he comes I'm like trying to make a date out of it and he's trying to make a date out of there when I go visit but then like when we see each other every day every day is like we're like in pajamas we're like sitting here like do we do we need to go out today do we have food Right, right. It's like like different. But back then, it's like, that's a date. Like you dress Mm -hmm. up, you go out, you eat, and then you have activities. Yeah. Yeah, you have to like try. And like, that's another thing that I realized too, when I moved in with Jimmy, it's like, you have to, I guess, like, not redefine your boundaries. But like you, when you start like really living together, it's like, all of a sudden, I have like less time to like do the things that I want. And it's more like just shared time together. Yeah. But then it's also like, is it shared time together if you're both just sitting on the couch on opposite ends? So like, you kind of right. have to like find a good balance of like time for yourself. Mm-hmm. I, you know what it is? You have to be more intentional with your time, which is ironic because I think most of my friends that don't live with their significant others probably think like, oh, it's like the ultimate, like you're together all the time. Like you don't have to be intentional because you're always hanging out with them. But it's actually the opposite. You have to be more intentional because if you'll be frustrated if you don't give yourself enough alone time and you'll also be frustrated if like you're not giving the relationship the attention that it needs I agree I think there needs to be a balance of you know not all the time together together because we would be in the same house but we still need time to ourselves and then we Mm -hmm. come together and watch like a Netflix show or something but I think it depends on like you know, the length of the relationship too. It comes to the point when, when you're comfortable enough to not talk in the same room. I think that's pretty nice, you know, that mm-hmm. you don't need to force yourself to talk and you're still just enjoying each other. Oh, that's like essential I, in my relationship. Like yeah. I need to like, like... I just need to decompress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. totally. Last question. Speaking of like timing and like, you know, like taking on like new phases of life. I have a question if you can like share with any future new grads like myself out there. Um, So like basically what's on my mind now is the job hunt. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious, you're like a seasoned professional. You've seen contracts, you've seen, you know, different types of roles. Um, Do you have any like red flags and green flags to share with someone about when they're looking at job offers and like offices to work in? And like, this is uh, people that are like different, um, health professions listen to this podcast too so like I'm sure like it's slightly different for every career but if you can general dentistry yeah or or just like just like other professions like nursing I think there's like some nurses and some doctors like in general um I think one advice would be like when you graduate don't think don't get in the mindset that your first job is gonna be you know the job that you're stuck at if it works out great If it doesn't, don't beat yourself up. If it's not the right fit, um, you can move on. 
And that's not like a failure, you know, to be like, okay, I don't like this job, I quit. Because I feel like when I first started, even as a hygienist or a dentist, periodontist, like I feel like, okay, my first job, you know, I want to do the best and blah, blah. So even though you know it's not the right fit, like you feel like, oh, if I leave, if I quit, that's like a failure. It's actually not. It's just like you getting to know yourself and know that, oh, this isn't the right fit because of, you know, such and such and such that you're going to gain better, you know, experience with that and know what you want to look for. It's almost like dating, you know, when you first go out, you don't know, like you kind of have an idea, but you're not sure. Cause like Uh some people work better in like a big corporate setting or some people work better in like a small family size practice or some people work better with like multi-specialty professions. So they have support, but you don't know, like you kind of have an idea of what you want, but it might not be what you've imagined because Uh we, you know, didn't get to like go to different settings as a dental student, at least I didn't and work there. So then you just have to know like, okay, the first job, like you try to go for what you think you want. And then you may change after that or realize, hey, this is not the job for me or perfect. This is where I want to be. But either way, don't feel bad if you have to move on or if you want to start your own or um, just be open, I would say. And Mm -hmm. don't beat yourself too much um, if it works out, if it doesn't work out. That's not a determination of you know failure or success and okay. don't compare yourself too much to your colleagues of you know salary and all that because there's more to a job than just benefit salary there's working environment and like you have to think of a job as like you know the long term the short term all that into consideration mm-hmm. um i think in the beginning it's safe to have like a lawyer to look at the contract Mm, I was actually just gonna ask about that so with like um so say like someone's about to go like interview what are some good questions to ask like the employer so that you can learn like actually important things about the practice um so I would ask like how many patients new patients they have per day and how is it not per day sorry per month and how is it distributed like do you get to get equal amounts of patients new patients or does he expect you to go out there and get your own patients? Um, you know, how that's being distributed, what procedures you get to do. Does he, um, you know, keep some procedures and give you certain ones? Or do you get to, you know, uh, pick and choose? Would there be mentorship? Um, you know, if you, there are certain things you want to learn. Um, CE, if that's included, benefits, 401k, like the normal stuff, as in like any other job. Um, and also, uh, you know, the hours, the non-compete, um, things like that. And like a follow-up question to that is, what would be some like red flag or green flag like answers? Like what are like, like what's something like to watch out for? I feel like a lot of people just like don't really know what to expect. And like, that's kind of the problem is like anyone, like you can jump into anything. And like when you're a new grad, yeah. you don't really like know any better. It's really hard, I feel like, in the first encounter to, like, see the red flags because usually you're encountering just, like, the doctor and then the staff would all say hello. And just by that one encounter, you really don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. You can have a working interview. That would sometimes they do that. Um, Not for specialists, but for GPs, they do that. And I think you would definitely get a better feel doing the working interview because it's like you're interviewing them and they're like interviewing you and then you can kind of just like listen and observe um, and then you'll hear things that you know you'll hear the staff talk or people talk um, and then I think a lot of it is gut instinct you know not to say that it's always right but then if your gut is telling you that mm this is not right. It's probably, you know, you're probably right about that. Another good tip that Jason gave me is that um, you want to find out if you can, who his last associate is and how long they've lasted. So for example, if a practice, um, you know, have, you know, he's like, oh, I had three associates, you're my fourth. And you're like, 
ooh, you know, and your and your mind's like, oh, why is this going? Why why did none of them stay or whatever? Um, you know, in your mind. And then, but what you can ask them is like, oh, do you mind if I get um, one of their contacts? So that's like a really good, I think, advice that Jason gave me is try to find out like who the last associate is and if he minds giving you out their contacts so for you to like contact them directly because that's probably the best way to gauge like, okay, what works out? Because there is no perfect like job, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's going to be pros and cons for, you know, everything, but it's what matches, you know, you better. And then, so once you talk to whoever was there before, that's actually in the situation and colleagues are actually very good and honest, I feel like, you know, Mm because they want to tell you like the scoop because they've been through it themselves. That so makes sense. And I feel like also it goes back to what you were saying earlier, where like no one chooses a toxic environment thinking it's going to be a toxic environment, which goes back to what you were saying, where it's like, don't take it too hard or personally, if you end up not happy in your first job, because it's like, if you knew better, you would have done better. Like, it's like, if you did what you could with what you do. Yeah, I went to a lecture before. And like the speaker was saying, I don't know if this number is is like exaggerated or whatever, but you know how surveys are. But apparently like 80% of like the first job as a new dentist doesn't work out. Come on, man. (laughs) I'm like, this is literally all I have to hang on to. (laughs) I don't know if that's like the right number, but I think Mm -hmm. knowing that stat, not to say that it's accurate, but just having that in mind will give you less pressure. I was actually just going to ask, do you think part of that, because like, do you think part of that is dental students, like new grads, just not setting their expectations properly? Because we're like telling ourselves like the last four years, like just graduate, blah, blah, blah. And then you get to the promised land and then you realize it's like not exactly like what you imagined. I think there's a lot of factors into, you know, which job will work out and which won't. And like, you know, sometimes it's, you just don't have enough patience, not like the office is bad or whatever but maybe there just isn't enough patience that you're like twirling your fingers and you're not really learning. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's like, but for some people, they like that kind of job, you know, that's a little stress or whatever, but for others, like not having a productive day, like makes them really like frustrated. Um, So it's up to you, like a good job to you might be you know, a bad job for someone else. So you kind of find that out, like, what kind of doctor are you? Like, what's your goal? Like, what do you like? Like, do you value, you know, having low stress? Do you value production? Do you value work environment? Or what's your balance like? Or do you value having control? You know, for me, autonomy is so important. Like, I need to have autonomy in my treatment plans and stuff like that. And being able to you know, block the amount of time that I want for my surgeries and giving patients the um, best care that I can give them. That's super important to me. So if I go to like, um, you know, a practice that's like, okay, so for every, like the surgery, I'm for everyone, I'm only giving you like half an hour. It doesn't matter. I would be like, okay, well, that's not going to work out, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so it really depends, but I think you just have to go and try it and do working interviews and then um, talk to the past associates, look at the contract, look at the fine prints of the contract. Um, If you want to stay in the city, obviously you're non-compete. You don't want to do like some crazy number, like, you know, 15 miles from every office or something like that, because that Mm -hmm. means you got to move if it doesn't work out. So just things like that to keep in mind. Is there anything like... Like when you're finding a lawyer to look at these contracts, do you have to be very like careful about who you select? Like, is there certain traits in like a really good lawyer or is it for the most part, like any lawyer that's well-versed in like dental contract law is fine? I just went on Google and then I asked some of my friends and then I used to think that you have to find a lawyer that is in your state, but that's not true. Like he does so many contracts for um, every like state and stuff. So for me, um, I, how I found it is through word of mouth, you know, what my friend recommend. And then I kind of, um, you know, email them all and then kind of get an idea of who is pretty responsive. Cause then for me personally, like 
I'm a little impatient. So then when I like, you know, email someone, I don't want them to take like three weeks or four weeks to reply me because time is important. So then I like to work with people that are like, if I message you, you're going to respond to me and like answering questions. So I kind of pick my lawyer based on that because he's responsive and like a patient that to me. And then I also ask him, right? Like, have you done like dental contracts before, especially for specialists, you know? And one last question too. So like, I know that the dental lawyer or the the contract lawyer is going to look at the contract, but um, what things do you think that like you yourself, the new grad are like the most important things you should look at when you're looking at a contract? You mentioned them before, but just to like kind of quick facts, like the non-compete. The non-compete, um the you know basically the hourly pay or not hourly sorry the salary or however bonus system it's set up I guess it's different for different things make sure the numbers are you know what you wanted Uh, make sure you negotiate just because they give you a contract doesn't mean you're stuck with that contract you can be like okay I like everything but you know where's my CE so CE Mm -hmm. credit um you know benefits uh you know 401k if you're into that um right now I'm actually like doing you know private contracting myself so this whole contracting doesn't really apply to me Mm -hmm. so talking about those people that are actually wanting to be associates um and then then the contracts actually matter but mainly I honestly think those are the two most important thing is the number and then the non-compete and everything else is usually very like lawyerish like language you know mm-hmm. um and i think after you have one lawyer look at one contract for you you may not need lawyers for other contracts because you can learn from that one contract because they'll sit down with you and they'll tell you like this is what it is this is what to look out for like they'll highlight things that's like this is unreasonable like the good lawyers will be like oh this I usually don't see and they'll highlight it and be like that's changed the wording to like something else because it's all like lawyer like language so basically after I paid for my first contract it's not like I continue like keep on doing it I feel like I've seen enough where I'm comfortable being like okay this is okay because Okay, another red flag is if you have a contract that's like 25 pages or something. They're very extensive. Yeah, versus like just five pages. You can tell like, obviously that one's a lot more simple and this one's really getting into like the nitty gritty, like what's up with these 25 pages, you know? Um, Yeah, you're like, what are they preparing for? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So like... um, but I think having a good lawyer for your first contract, you can learn a lot from that. And then you may not have to. Like, I, okay. I feel like I'm pretty good with reading it right now. Or you can give it to an experienced dentist. And a lot of us, like, don't mind scanning it for you and be like, oh, I think you're good. You don't need a goal. Like, if it's two pages, like, you're like, you know, it's pretty straightforward. Right. Know? But I think for the first job, just to learn from the lawyer I don't think it's a bad idea because you pick up that skill. And speaking of like experience too. So my question, when you mentioned negotiating and like feeling free to negotiate with your contract. So as a new grad, I almost feel like I'm like, what, like what say do I even have? Like, I should be glad that they're even hiring me. So like as a new grad, like what, how do you negotiate? I guess that's like something I just like don't really, I haven't had experience with. Yeah, that's actually what my director tells me like when I graduated, but um, you know, as a specialist, you kind of have a going rate for percentage. So he kind of Mm. gave me that number and be like, if they, give you anything less than this don't even respond (laughs) so you just gotta find out like in your area because it's different for like every state oh another thing to ask about is um if they take insurance which insurances do they take um all the insurance or do they just take ppo or is it fee for service and how much of the percentage of the patients are fee for service how much of the percentage patients are like you know, PPO or DM, um, you know, all those insurance stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost. Okay. Forgot. 
Mm-hmm. No worries. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sounds kind of like even though like as a new grad, like I don't have that much experience per se to negotiate with, I can still do my like due diligence and talk to other providers like in the area yeah. that I'm going to be starting in and kind of like gauge like what's a good like just to know if I'm being grad, lowballed or not. Yeah, just like a new grad percentage. Yeah, okay. like what's so like normal. Yeah, what's a normal like new grad percentage? Yeah, because okay. you don't want to be like super low ball. You still, you know, you you you're just because you're a new grad doesn't mean you're not like <laughs> no. No, I know, but I like like I feel like when you are a new grad, you don't even know like oh things I know, that I you know. can demand because like you're yeah. not aware. No, that was like so. me. I just signed my life away. I was like. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm afraid of I have commitment issues not with Jimmy but with like life in general so like I just like I'm afraid to sign anything for me it was like during COVID and I just I had a really good contract like really good in Seattle and then COVID hit and then that took it away and then so the next contract I'm like close my eyes and I just signed and I'm like what did I do you know mm-hmm. um so don't be like me <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, you all, you you know, you will get, you know, the job that you want to get, I think. It might not be your first, it might be your first, but you just got to go for it. Because mm-hmm. that's one way to know, you'll know what you value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I'm kind of learning is like, I feel like when you're at certain stages in your life, you have expectations for what the next stages are going to be like. And then once you get there, if they don't align with your expectations, it's easy to see that as like a mistake, like you said, or as like a failure. But it's important to realize, like for anyone listening out there, like whether or not your life or your job is good or not kind of doesn't have as much to do with how it aligns with your expectations. It's more with like how well it aligns with your values. Yeah, like, you know, just, like I said, just because you're a new grad doesn't mean that, like, you know, there's certain things that, you know, you want to still be, for example, be ethical, right? So if someone's asking you to do, like, something that doesn't sit right with you, you have to be like, hey, what's going on here? You know, and just because you're new doesn't mean that someone can, you know, talk you into something that you're not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, like, you know, um, telling you how to do, you know, certain things, you know, when you're not comfortable or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, not good with examples, but just a gut feeling of like little, like, you know, spider sense go up and be like, wait, that doesn't sound like, like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, so that's actually all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much, Polly. I feel like that was so helpful. You gave us so many good tips about like all different realms of life. So thank you so much. Um, where can everyone find you? Drop let, let us know like your handles and your all that stuff. Oh, so Perio Polly on Instagram. <laughs> and then you can go to that Instagram page. And then I have a YouTube. I feel like I should start and get back to that. Yes, yeah. yes, please do. I'm really just lazy. I've been just playing like the Switch, watching Netflix. No, well, you're enjoying that. life. <laughs> That's how it should be. I feel like you just you have to you're you have to just enjoy everything you worked so hard for at this point (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you connie of course Alrighty. well i'll talk to you guys later bye